Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. I'm here with Mitchell Levy, who is a TEDx speaker and international best-selling author of over 60 books. Today, we're discussing how credibility helps with marketing your big idea. We cover topics such as the three target markets for your big idea and how to reach them, how to attract the right people to support your big idea, the one thing that needs to be in all of your messaging, and other golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here today, Mitchell. I appreciate you making the time. Oh, my pleasure. Always fun to spend time with you, Mark. I'd love to jump right in. When we were discussing what we could talk about on the show, the idea of how to unlock and execute on your big idea and use credibility to do it immediately came to mind. Why is that? You know, it is a uh, short answer. We've been taught wrong. We've been taught to do business the hard way. We've been taught to do business. I call it dubious versus credibly. I interviewed over 500 thought leaders on the concept of credibility and 98% of the people I interviewed could not articulate. Are you ready? They could not articulate who their customer was and the pain point they served. Really? I, that, that is, that's a, that's a mic drop. Yes. Wow. And what I would say is, and, and the term that I, that I use to CPOP customer point of pain. And so if you're listening to this, what I want you to think about is in 10 words or less, without using the words I or we, who do you serve and what is the pain point they have? And if it can be 10 words or less, here's where it's very cool. If it's 10 words or less, it is most likely something that's very memorable. If it's memorable, it's shareable, and it should be something that begs the question, tell me more. So I'll give you a couple. Mine is humans that want to be seen as credible. Uh, in the last four months, I've had two people actually walk in the door and actually have their CPOP. The rest needed to be, we needed to work on and, and help fine tune. Mm -hmm. The two that I liked was one, which is both aspirational and a pain point, creating a successful marketing funnel. Okay. Because that's both a pain point and a success point. And you could you could actually know exactly what the person does. This one I really love, but it's a little bit, it's somebody who does value-based pricing. She helps consultants figure out how to do value. Her two-word CPOP, hourly billing. <clears throat> because the first thing it asks you is, well, wh uh, huh? Why is that bad? Well, you're selling time for dollars. Whereas if you gave something of value and produce X result, why don't you get a piece of that and price appropriately, right? So what happens, Mark, when, when you can truly articulate your CPOP, that customer point of pain, and, and if you go to our websites and the things we do and the, and the book I wrote on the topic, um, we, I listed all 500 interview CPOPs. You can get ideas from other people and watch interviews. When you could truly articulate your CPOP, all of a sudden, people can resonate with you. People want to have a conversation, or if they don't want to ha have a conversation, they're not the right fit in terms of being a prospect, and you know that right away. Well, if I hear you right, CPOP could also be a directly linked to a big idea. If your big idea is, tell me if I'm on target, if your big idea is solving a problem, which it should be in some way, shape, or form, or at least creating an opportunity, but more of solving a problem, could a CPOP be used in that way to more clearly explain? And I, I'll use the term market uh, through conversations and connections, a big idea. 
I'm going to say, uh, let's remove the word can and just say the word, yes, it is, right? Because what happens if you have a big idea, the big question I'm going to ask you is who do you serve? Like, what is the audience you're serving? And then what is that pain point that you're actually addressing? And can you articulate that? If it's a big idea, can you articulate it in five words or less? If the answer is yes, guess what happens? It becomes that big idea is where you have passion. That big idea is, is really, uh, if you think about it properly, what, what's good about whether it's a big idea, it's, it's basically articulating your big idea. When you do that, it acts as your compass. It acts as your guide of what activities you do. How do you move forward? How do people find you? And then here's where it's really cool. If you want to execute your big idea, First thing you need to do is, is find other people who are interested in what you're doing. Well, if you go to your LinkedIn profile, go to your website, go to other social media and you do SEO around your CPOP, if you reinforce the messaging of what you're solving, what you're actually doing is magnetizing that big idea. You're magnetizing who, are you, who you are and what you're doing. Which is what everyone needs to do to bring a big idea to life. Absolutely. Well, you need people who, who find it interesting. And now there are many different thoughts on what big ideas are and what it means. So let me, let me be clear. If your audience is a small geographical area, let's say a single zip code or a single apartment building, just to be clear, Mm -hmm. Your big idea can be executing that idea for that small geographical area. A big idea does not need to mean it's global. Okay. Right. So even if the, the, if the big idea was an apartment building, how do you reach everyone? Well, you're knocking everyone's door. If the big idea is a zip code. How do you reach everyone? Well, should you use a uh, neighbor or should you use um, Facebook or like, how do you reach people? If the big idea is the globe, how do you articulate in such a way where those people who hear your CPOP know immediately the value of what you deliver. And that needs to be in all of your messaging. Yes. So how does credibility play a role in that? Let's say, you know, someone's listening like, okay, I got to get my CPOP down. I think I got that. Okay. My marketing, I'm going to use, you know, LinkedIn or Facebook, whatever it might be. What's the tie into credibility at that point? So, so credibility is how you show up. Credibility is sort of this combination of character and people's perception of you. So the updated definition of credibility, because the, the definition in the dictionary is, is only one third accurate. The definition in the dictionary today is the quality in which you're trusted. Let me add to that. The definition of credibility is the quality in which people know you, the quality in which they like you, and the quality in which they trust you. So we all have heard the expression, no like, and trust. Well, what we're doing is, it's not that they know of you, it's that they know you. And so if you have a CPOP, that customer pointed pain, the, the question becomes how passionate about you? Is it of, are you being of service to others, which is part of credibility? Do you have the intent and commitment to do the right thing? Or is that big idea to commit homicide? Because that could be a big idea. You know, mm. to thousands and thousands of people, that would be a bad thing, right? So just because it's a big idea doesn't mean it's a good thing. A big idea with credibility means you're of service to humanity. And you're, the purpose is to serve other people first, not just to serve yourself. The, it's the, uh, if you're thinking about, one of the things I came up with the 10 components of credibility on the no like trust, on the no side, is that you're of service to others. 
right? What's, what's interesting is when you meet that person who seems so self-serving, how do you trust what they say? Are, are they saying it because it's in their best interest or your best interest? And then the other thing that's interesting, another telltale sign, another component of credibility that's powerful is, is the person you're talking to coachable? right? Is, are they willing to learn? Are they willing to grow? Or do they know it all and, they, and they're not going to learn anything else? In which case, I always find people who are not coachable, not credible. So not coachable directly relates to not credible. Or a better way to do it is, I, I, like I said, I love the word dubious. I find people who are not coachable to be dubious. How do you define dubious? You know, it's funny. I have not done anything other than to say it's the opposite of credible. So, so Mark, in my big idea, and my big idea, if you want to vision the world today, the, the way the world is, is structured is if we think about the people in the world who are credible and what I call is the opposite of credible dubious. If we look at that and you have a scale, those people who are dubious far outweigh the people that are credible. And that is something we need to fix. That is something I'm going after. And so the reason I left uh, dubious so wide open is it's not, when I think about where many things are, uh, let's just talk about the United States. Mm -hmm. You're either Democratic or Republican. And if you're staunch on one side, you hate the other side. Let me tell you, hate's not a word that belongs in Credibility Nation. Hate's not a word that we should be using. If you're smart and you're capable and you can have a conversation, you could highly uh, not like, but hate leads to other actions which are not credible. And so what I thought about is even the most credible people in the world will occasionally do things which are dubious. Okay. So I like the word dubious because it's a little bit fun. It's a little bit mm -hmm. playful. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had 30 times practiced my TED talk. I did a TED talk in, in, in January. It's out in April. For those people who are listening, just Google Mitchell Levy TED talk and you can watch it. And, and I practiced 30 times. Uh, one of the guys, my 10th reviewer, gave me something so powerful. I included his entire name in the TED talk. Uh, by the way, what, what somebody said to me afterwards, Mitchell, by doing that, you're showing you're coachable. I, I didn't do it because I wanted to show his coachable. I did it because what he gave me was powerful. <laughs> um, there was somebody else who said, hey, Mitchell, we're using this inside of our company. And as that is a backdrop, we're going to be talking about how do we treat each other and how do we treat our customers? So right now I've got my team building a course of how to watch the, how to watch the TED Talk and actually uh, display it inside the company. And we'll make that free. But here's the funnest part. I did share it my, with my wife and my mom. And since I shared it, the, the one thing that I, I really love that they're doing is every now and then both of them will come to me and go, hey, Mitchell, do you think that was credible or that was dubious? And, you know, Mark, I try to argue that it was credible, but, you know, one does not win against their mom or their No, <laughs> that's yeah. not worth trying. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, maybe that was dubious. <laughs> But I think what's interesting about that is they felt comfortable saying it because now there's a new language. There's a new way to express how do we act in a way that's credible? How do we act in a way that's dubious? And if we want to be successful in making this a much more humane planet, the very simple answer is that together we come up with what is credible and what is dubious and we encourage credible. And it mm -hmm. really is that simple. 
So of everything that you could have just decided to focus on, write books on, speak on, why credibility? I mean, has it just been like an honest, common thing in your life? Did you discover it through your discover it throughout your interview with 500 thought leaders and then shift to credibility? Did you start with credibility? What does it look like? What's the story? It, um, so I've been doing, I've been in Silicon Valley for 35 years. I've been doing credibility, I'm sorry, thought leadership for that period of time. I ended up um, as a book publisher, which I started in 2005 and we've published over 750 books. Dang. Um, it, I, I know it's a nice number. And, and, what happened is when I did my TED talk in, in 2017, it started me thinking about the world in a different way. And I realized the industry has changed enough that as a book publisher, I was serving the wrong audience. The audience I was serving were the people who wanted to write their own books because they thought that their content was so valuable, it would sell itself without any marketing. So I became a done-for-you book publishing company. And in 2019, I had a Napoleon Hill moment. Uh, I changed my title to Global Credibility Expert. And two months after changing my title, I kind of woke up and said, Napoleon Hill, 500 millionaires, and he did Think and Grow Rich. Mitchell Levy is going to interview 500 thought leaders on credibility and something will happen. Mm -hmm. Mark, other than doing a book, I didn't expect anything to happen. I wanted to have, I wanted to have credibility for my focus on credibility. What happened about 95% of the way through, and this is going back to the beginning of our conversation, what happened 95% of the way through is I recognized that we were being taught wrong. I have 427 video testimonials that go something like this. Mitchell, I've been looking for more clarity on my purpose for the last two, 10, 12 years, and you gave it to me in five minutes. Thank you. Now, I have to say, as cool as that sounds, and for a little bit of time, I let that dubious lesson of ego take over. But I realized it can't be me. I can't spend five or 10 minutes with somebody and then completely change the trajectory of their lives. It has to be that they were taught wrong. It has to be that the framework they were living on was not a framework that would get them to where they want to go. And so that's why I encourage you to go back and think about your CPOP and think about who you are. Because it's what, when I realized it's the framework that can help people be more successful. You could be much more true to yourself, mm -hmm. much more credible to yourself. And, and that's when I realized that the big thing for me on credibility is I, not only was it a book and now I'm living my title, it's just simply the, we can actually transform the planet. We could transform humanity into being nicer, kinder, more human, uh, a lot of the things that we're not seeing in society today. And it, and if, if we want to bring back our humanity, all we have to do is execute on being credible. And is that a, for anyone listening in credibilitynation.com and what you just said, is that the mission of that site and that community or am I off? To, am I going off topic a little bit? Oh yeah, no, no, it, it's, so with Credibility Nation, uh, we charge $10 a month to be part, and you get access to ongoing streams of content and communication where you can learn, practice, and be credible. Imagine going to a place where those people who are there are people you can immediately know, like, and trust, that they can see you and you can see them and you can feel that they have your best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. That's Credibility Nation. And so what, what comes out of it, and, and, and on the downside, by the way, for those people who act dubiously, we will kick them out. 
And, and so what happens is we want to be a, go to a place where we feel loved, where we feel supported, where we feel seen. And so part of it is just the, the idea of allowing people to understand what credibility is versus what dubious is. And the other part is, can we do it in such a way where we can not only have fun, but we can make money? So 20% of profits from Credibility Nation go to charity. Um, some of the groups, some of the villages we're creating in, in Credibility Nation are absolutely spectacular in terms of the village leaders and what they're doing and how they're, how they're focusing on their community. So Mark, I, I'd encourage your listeners to do a couple of things. Take a look, find the village that you find interesting. And if there's not one that you find interesting and you want to lead one, reach out, reach out to me as well. Because it's the, the goal is to tip the scale between those people that are credible and those people who are dubious. The goal is to create a much more humane planet and do it in such a way where it's not just, it's not just this heart-centered stuff. Do it in such a way where you're, where you're enjoying yourself, you're having fun, you're being yourself. You don't have to be somebody else because if you're credible, you could be you and you're making money. That's a win-win. Well, you're actually doing good and helping other people. I think that seems to be a common theme of and being in a nutshell, help other people and do good by other people and the universe will do good for you. You got it. And, and that to me is a fundamental construct of what credibility is and what credibility nation is. So if someone's listening, like we, we talked about a lot, the CPOP, you know, giving back, the credibilitynation.com, everything like that. As far as unlocking and executing your big idea by leveraging credibility, if someone says, look, I'm really busy. I can do one thing, at least today. I'll do something else, you know, after I get one thing accomplished. What would you say, this, if you have to do one thing, that here's the starting point, what would that look like? Uh, identify your CPOP. Spend enough time and energy thinking about your CPOP. Go and ask other people how that feels to them. And once you've locked that down with those lenses on, look at how you're presenting yourself publicly. So look at your LinkedIn, your social media, your website, and see if it's search engine optimized around your CPOP. Uh, the, the, my guess is it's not 80% of those people I got to really uh, no like and trust based on the interviews had really shitty online presence in terms of they did not articulate their CPOP in their web presence. That is the one thing you can do. Figure out your CPOP so it's easy to share you and then do search engine optimization around it. And again, CPOP is customer point of pain just for anyone, just a, is a quick reminder. Well, thank you very much for your time, Mitchell. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Mark, it's always fun to talk to you. Your, your level of questioning and your heart always comes through. Thank you. I appreciate that. And once again, just in case they missed it in the middle, if anyone wants to find you online or get reach out to you, what's the best way to do it? You know, just credibilitynation.com and you can find all the things you need there. Um, if this is of interest and you want to put time on my calendar, go to mitchelllevy360.com. Uh, and you can find social media. We have a reference, obviously, there to Credibility Nation. And if you need to set time on my calendar, you can do that from there as well. Excellent. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Always fun. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.